Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. Welcome back. In our current series, God and Our Culture, we are talking about a biblical worldview concerning the environment, evolution, gender, sex, and marriage. And for the last several days, we have been talking about the environment of planet Earth, acknowledging that God has given us a command to steward well the resources He has given to us, and to do so for the good of people and the glory of God. We want to be very careful to take good care of the earth that God was so careful to make for us. If you have not been with us, please get the God Is podcast and listen to what has been said about Christian responsibility in caring for our environment. You can get the podcast from godisministry.org. That's godisministry.org. While it is true that we take our stewardship of this earth seriously, what is of great concern to us is that those persons within the modern environmental movement have often turned what they believe into a religion. They are as passionate about saving the climate as a Christian about Christianity, a Muslim about Islam, or a Buddhist about Buddhism. In fact, it is safe to say our culture has created a climate change cult, and each of us are being urged to join it. Within this cult, the goddess to be worshipped is the creation itself. And like in all false religions, the creator, that is God, has been thoroughly eliminated. In the New Testament book of Romans, we have an accurate description of what has happened. I'm reading Romans 1, beginning in verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who pursue the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. That was Romans 1, verses 18 through 25, and this speaks about a false religion that has risen up against the one true God. 
Even though God has made evident to every person who he is, his attributes, his power, and his nature. God himself is the creator, and he has made this plain on the conscience of each and every person's heart. But God has not been honored as God. Instead, wanting to run away from the Lord, men and women have raised speculations, and their foolish hearts are darkened. These individuals, who now make up a movement, thought themselves very wise, while really fools. And notice, especially in verses 23 and 25, what they have done. Here is the Apostle Paul again. They exchange the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator. Well, that sure captures what has happened within the modern environmental movement. Man is God. Woman is God. And birds and animals and even crawling creatures are worshipped. They worship and serve the creature rather than the Creator. For sincere Christians, we believe that we have dominion over the earth. The earth does not have dominion over us. We rule the earth and its creatures. The earth and its creatures do not rule us. And we worship the Creator, not the creatures and certainly not this earth itself. I am afraid that really, when we engage the alarmism in environmentalism, what we are dealing with is another worldwide religion. Our number one concern and priority as Christians is to draw people in that religion back to worship of the Creator, the one true God. Dr. Beisner, whom I have quoted from before, speaks to this writing, Fear of environmental catastrophe grows out of a lack of the fear of God. That, I would argue, is the real root of the environmental scares that have plagued the modern world, and such fears will continue, with or without scientific basis, until people repent and fear the Lord. He then quotes Jeremiah 17, verses 5 and 7 through 8, which says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in a year of drought nor cease to yield fruit. Beisner then continues, A Christian should be aware of the unchristian roots and philosophies underlying the environmental religious movement today. It is important to get back to God's word as the ultimate authority and rely on God and his word as the solution to such issues. End of quote. I wholeheartedly agree. The climate change cult is a fear-based religion. 
This made me sad recently when I read about eco-anxiety. Have you heard of eco-anxiety? I am quoting from the website that combats climate change. This is how they define it. I am reading, Eco-anxiety is not considered a disease, at least not yet, but the heightened concern about the climate emergency we are experiencing can lead to psychological disorders. The American Psychology Association, APA, describes eco-anxiety as the chronic fear of environmental cataclysm that comes from observing the seemingly irrevocable impact of climate change and the associated concern for one's future and that of next generations. The APA, therefore, considers the internalization of the great environmental problems that affect our planet can have psychological consequences of varying seriousness in some people. I read something like that, and I have this concern growing in my heart for the persons this describes. How is it that the media, politicians, Millionaires who fund such fear have been so convincing that this world is on the fast track to destruction that such eco-anxiety is real? Fear, worry, and outright panic has stricken the hearts of countless numbers of people, especially young people, caught up in this false religion. And, like all cults, this one has leaders, wealthy ones. So-called leaders who live above everyone else and benefit financially from the very crises they foment. Al Gore, whom I mentioned at the start, is the first carbon millionaire. He makes a ton of money off of so-called climate change and has purchased a $9 million oceanfront home in California. He did that while predicting rising sea levels. Barack Obama, also quite the alarmist when the mood suits him, owns a majestic oceanfront property as well. What cons? So cult-like. The leaders are never held to the same standards as the followers. When we have conversation with people from this religion, it is vital that we present them with the truth. What is true that we have drawn from the Word of God over the last couple of weeks? Along with being a good and faithful witness to God and His Word, I invite us to pray diligently for people we know caught up in this cult. Let us pray for them to repent of their worship of the creation over the Creator. The spiritual revival so desperately needed among the people who live in our culture if it is to come, will only come when prayer is part of our daily discipline. O God, have mercy on those who do not worship you. And let us also pray for our attitude. Ask the Holy Spirit to help us craft our words so that in dialogue we tell the truth and we do so in a winsome way that draws people towards us that does not repel them insofar as it depends on us. We should not be intentionally rude or obtuse, that is, annoyingly insensitive. May our witness be one that honors Jesus and the way he interacted with people 
in the Gospels. I have just a little more to say about the environment. Then we will move on to talk about evolution. I hope you will continue with us as we learn more, much more, about who God is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.